is it we desire more than anything in life and would sacrifice whatever necessary to get it? When our desire for God is not above everything else, then whatever we long for has become our idol, that is, our focus of worship. The Bible calls this attitude of the heart idolatry. Today, when we read about the biblical accounts of idol worship, we picture golden images. But in our country, our idols may not be an image made of gold or precious metal. Idolatry is whatever becomes more important in our lives than our love and devotion to God himself. In the Old Testament, the people of Israel were guilty of idolatry, even though they worshiped God, yet their hearts were more devoted to idols. They believed these would bring them deeper fulfillment and satisfaction. In reality, their hearts had departed from God. Jesus referred to this in Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, when he stated, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They went through the motions of worship, but their hearts focused on other loves instead of their love for God. They pursued and worshiped the idol or God of their own making. They had a divided heart. Their unwillingness to trust and believe God caused them to run after other gods to fulfill the desire of the moment. Idolatry comes from the need to gratify our selfish longing and desires. We make idols to suit our desires and preferences. Our idols may be harmless in themselves. Idolatry is a longing for anything that takes the place of God in our hearts. However, these idols can be very subtle. For example, our marriages can become an idol as we expect and even demand from our spouses that they meet our every need. In the book of Genesis, Rachel, Jacob's second wife, demanded that he give her a child for she was barren. Rachel felt that she'd die if Jacob did not give her what she wanted. He retorted by stating that he was not in the place of God to grant her the wish. Rachel was looking to her husband to meet the need that only God could fulfill. She had put her hope on him instead of placing her trust and hope in the Lord. We can easily do the same thing. An excessive devotion to our families, our friends, our careers, our businesses, our finances can become idols. Even entertainment can become an idol as we spend hours in front of a TV or in social media or even computer games while spending less time with God. Some can make Christian ministry their idol, hoping to gain acceptance and popularity. Their craving for the praise of men rather than the praise that comes from God has become their idol. They love more the work of the Lord than the Lord of the work. Idolatry will keep us from an intimate relationship with God and can cause many unanswered prayers. Our primary love has to be the Lord himself, centered on who he is and not on what we expect him to do for us. God loves and longs for us with zealous love. That is, he ardently loves us, therefore, He will not tolerate rivals, 
just as a husband and wife do not tolerate rivals. We are to be unreservedly his. We are to love God above everything else in our lives. Our love for the Lord will only grow when we seek him diligently, spending time with him daily and reading his word as we sit at his feet. When in times of trouble, if I run to the person or thing who I believe can meet my need, then my desire for immediate relief becomes my idol. I have become guilty of doing whatever is necessary to get it. We devote ourselves to these other loves, hoping they can provide relief and comfort from our present distresses. But if I make these other things my primary focus, then I have become an idolater. One test of our devotion to God above all else is to ask ourselves, where do I run to or whom do I go to in times of difficulty? Is God the first one I go to in prayer? Or is he the last resort? I'm not suggesting we turn to the Lord only when we're in trouble and then walk away from him until the next time we need him. Take, for example, the psalmist who knew by experience that the Lord was the only one he could turn to in difficult times as he stated, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73 verses 25 and 26. He turned to the Lord in times of hardship because he had experienced an intimate relationship with God, longing and desiring him above everything else. Therefore, he knew there was no one else he could turn to in his hour of need. His desire revealed an undivided heart for God himself. Let me encourage you to take time to seek the Lord and ask him to show you what area in your life you may have yielded in pursuit of other gods. The Apostle John, at the end of his first epistle, gave us a warning to keep ourselves from idols. Guard yourselves from idol worship in whatever form it comes. For this is how we can protect our relationship with God. Through Christ, we have entered into one of the most intimate relationships with God that we can ever experience. Allow nothing or anyone to turn your heart away. Only true and lasting satisfaction will come from an intimate walk with Jesus Christ. As a believer, if you have found that you have not been fully loyal to the Lord, confess it to him. John stated, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let me ask you, do you have a divided or undivided heart?